0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashes To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, how are you doing tonight,
1: brother? Yo, dude. Doing pretty good, man. How about yourself?
0: Doing good. Um, We have a little bit of a short episode for you guys today, uh, or tonight, or whenever you're listening to this. But it's pretty interesting. It's it's a lore episode. Now, we know we're a little bit late to the show because uh, during the... um, charity event they did have a DD campaign that they released some new lore particularly about uh, uh, um one of the main characters in the history of vera so we're going to talk about king atrix tonight on the podcast uh, a lot of cool information and lore surrounding this gentleman so we're gonna uh, dive in there uh, but first we're going to talk a little bit about uh you know the uh, upcoming development stream which happens to be a day after recording this podcast so you guys will uh uh, have to wait another two weeks to hear our take on all the new information. Uh, but as we know, uh, we're leading up to Alpha. Alpha dates are um, coming. December first is right around the bend, Bordy. Uh, so, you know, we'll be uh, within three weeks of of the Alpha, uh, the pre Alpha events. So it's exciting, man. Um, Ashes is coming along, and and uh, as we know, as old people, it, it will be here before we know it.
1: Yeah, that did sound like an old person saying, man. But I, yeah. I say it too, you know. I mean, as you get older, that's just what happens. Time yeah. time goes by faster. It is true. It's a true thing that time happens.
0: Time does go by faster. Uh, wow. So you know, you know, um, lots of exciting stuff in the ashes of creation world. Uh, but first, is a little bit of a housekeeping, guys. Uh, go follow or go subscribe to not follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, for Studio Loot. Now we. Me and Bordy uh, both have done a lot of YouTube in the past, but but here recently kind of um, come together to have one channel posted with tons of Ashes of Creation and New World content for you guys, as well as other MMOs. So go check that out. Um, if you're interested in MMOs at all, uh, go throw that a sub because we are getting ready to launch a new YouTube-exclusive show called mmo to go Bordy. Uh, so, l- guys, if you're interested in, in MMOs in in general, uh, definitely go sub to that channel uh, because we're going to have tons of interesting content for you guys uh, coming up soon.
1: Yes, sir. I'm ready to record that one, man. That's going to be fun stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're we getting the production side of things uh, together right now, uh, but that will be soon. Uh, we'll have more news for you guys, and of course, we'll give you guys updates on the podcast as well. Uh, so, Bordy, uh, November, well, no, November 30th, yes, yeah, so we're recording this on the 29th, so as this is in your ears, guys, uh, you will uh, be soon behind a, a new uh, developer update. So, Bordy, we know Alpha is around the corner, so I would assume we're going to go maybe a little bit more uh, details about Alpha and what the testing looks like and everything like that. Uh, but Bordy, anything else you're expecting out of this November uh, update, uh, as far as um, from the um, development team goes?
1: Man, I, not really. I don't really know what to expect out of this because all the big news has been dropped already, which was the alpha dates. Uh, so I don't know. I, I expect they'll probably just show us a little bit more gameplay uh, as usual, and then show us some of the things they're working on, maybe some of the bugs that they're squashing and that type of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think we're going to get another backer package. So they usually, I think tease those on the on the true, developer true. as well which yeah. you know we just put up we just put up a video guys of our top three uh favorite backer packages on youtube just a little bit of a a plug there so if, if you're interested in that we, we talk about this a ton on the podcast and joke around with each other but but uh dude there's truly been some epic backer packages so i'm excited to see what they have next and soar i would assume it's going to be some i don't know they tend to keep these close to the cuff as far as like holiday events Or holiday themes go, we just got a a big fall uh, or autumn or Thanksgiving type of package. So I wonder if we're going to get some sort of Christmassy type thing, Bordy, some wintery um, backer package which uh,
1: i bet so dude i bet you're probably on the right track there would be my guess i do know that doing that video the other night just going through all of the backer packages that they have out there that was really kind of the first time i'd really sat down and looked at all of them um in you know in a close time frame like that and just kind of compared them that was a lot of fun man i enjoyed that
0: yeah there, there are some epic ones dude i don't want to spoil dude, the video yes. but but uh, dude there there have been some really amazing uh, the art team is so good um, for for ashes. Uh, you know obviously like having this many like uh, cosmetic items before the game even launches uh, it can bother some people I guess. Uh, but in general, I think I think they do an amazing job with these uh, appearance items for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so guys, uh, if you're obviously, uh, you're into Ashes of Creation, you're listening to a podcast about Ashes of Creation, so don't forget, uh, 11, uh, November 30th, which will be today, uh, or maybe even in the past, if you listen to this later on the week, uh, there will be a developer update, so go check that out, um, on their Twitch channel. Alright guys, uh, so this is, this is gonna be a fun one today, maybe a little bit of a short episode, but we definitely wanted to dive into the lore here um and that is of king atrix now if you're not well versed in the lore of ashes of creation we'll we'll give you a little bit of a a bumper and bordy you can help me out as well just to, to kind of set the stage for this particular character um and it's important to know uh two two things i guess one is that there was life on Vera before the four races which are the people which would um be of course the humans the elves the dwarves and the orcs and we also know of uh, the tolnar as well which is like i guess the ninth race which is uh you know a little bit of a mix of all of the creatures uh, on Vera as well but that's besides the point so so basically there were um there were uh, the ancients. So the ancients were the were the first uh, race that was created in the image of there were in the god in the image of the god which initially there was 10. So basically um as you kind of look through the history of Vera um there were there was an incident where three of the ten gods separated themselves uh, from the others and started to teach the ancients bad things. So basically, maybe not bad things, but just basically, it would be the equivalent of the the uh, uh, the differences between good and evil, or right or wrong, or anything that you, that's like that to kind of you know give an ultimate knowledge to the ancients. So uh, upon this disagreement. Ah, uh, there was a war, of course, and and what, how that ended. And, to keep things short, is uh, both the three gods that taught the uh, ancients the bad things, and the ancients all got cast off to a place called the void. Uh, the void is uh, basically, uh, and I hate to be like on the nose about stuff, but it's hell. It's a bad place. Uh, you don't want to go to the void uh, if you're if you're a soul or a particular person. Uh, So, yeah, so that sets the stage, I I think, enough. And if we need to cover up anything, um, you know, in the path of our journey on this lore discussion, then we can definitely do that uh, as we see fit. Or maybe, Bordy, you can give a shout out, like, if you think there might be some confusion or whatever. Yeah, no, you're
1: doing great, man. Because
0: we are by no means experts on the lore. We've just started educating ourselves uh in ashes of creation lore because we we at first wanted to just get a a general idea of the features that were in the game but i'll tell you uh because of the passion of steven and the development team and how they kind of met each other which i think was playing board games and D and stuff like that they have fleshed out a very very interesting lore in vera and in ashes of creation so we're having a ton of fun looking into this stuff and if you guys want to hear or see more episodes like this about lore on the podcast, definitely uh, let us know uh, because this is something that we that we uh, definitely, you know, enjoy looking into uh, as well. So uh, so King Atrex. Basically, uh, again, this was before uh, the current setting of the game, uh, prior to uh, everyone kind of leaving or the exodus of people leaving through a portal and then coming back to Vera, which is where Ashes of Creation starts, there was King Atrix. Now, King Atrix was uh, the leader uh, of the Torin Empire, which is basically uh, an empire that was based around half-elves. Now, there aren't any half-elves in the game. Uh, This was a race that was present before, again, the current uh, history or the current present setting of the game. Uh, But the Torn Empire was the the first civilization civilization in Vero and is considered to be the greatest empire, the greatest age. So King Atrix was the most powerful person in the most powerful uh, empire. Now, we know historically, just from human aspects, people with a lot of power tend to start to uh, veer off uh, (laughs) on a bad path uh, just by the sake of, you know... um, uh, the corruption of power or whatever you want to call it. So King Atrix became obsessed with finding uh, more knowledge on the essence. Now, essence is basically uh, the souls of people in Vera, how uh, people were created or or things were created. Uh, with It's the source of life, so to say, uh, in Vera. So as uh, King Atrix kind of became obsessed with this and started to seek into uh, the nature of the essence, he found a way to communicate, or therefore uh, venture into the Void. Now, we just covered a little bit about the Void uh, prior in the episode. So we know that's a bad thing or a bad place. So upon stumbling into the Void, King Atrix then was introduced to the Ancients, Bordy. Uh, And and obviously, we covered a little bit about the Ancients here. So now, as King Atrix started to learn more and more about the Essence, he started becoming become more curious about immortality, Bordy. Um Now... So this is where the story gets pretty interesting. Um, King Atrix, through his communication uh with the ancients in the void, became more educated on uh, you know, again, immortality. But unfortunately, uh this didn't go well for King Atrix because the ancients were tricking him into a different form of immortality than they were taught by the others, which were the three gods that got cast. Uh, into the void with the ancients, um, after again the the entire uh conflict of them being taught uh, the nature of the essence in the first place. So basically, they had tricked King Atrix into be- not just becoming immortal but becoming undead or becoming a lich. So that this boardy is the way that um the undead and 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 uh the corruption kind of found its way back into Vera uh prior to the exodus. So, um boardy any how are we doing so far any questions or anything that you think maybe would be unclear to the listeners about uh you know king atrix and and maybe what what his
1: backstory was I think so far you're doing a pretty good job explaining it. What I what I'm getting out of this is is uh King Atrex, man, he got the short end of the stick here, dude. You know?
0: Sort of. <laughs> I got,
1: mean <laughs> <laughs> he was a bad guy, but he got he got tricked, man.
0: Yeah. So basically this is how he they they threw information or three faulty information, the ancients turned King Atrex into a Lich or an undead lord and basically instituted the undead inside of Vera. So ba- um what had happened, uh so now at this point. Um, they trick him into becoming a lich and gain. he basically uh, gained mortality but through uh, uh, basically the cost of his soul, damning him unturn- or, uh, through an eternity of undeath. So this led King Atrix into ushering the undead into Vera and is linked to the Harbringers bringing the ancients' influences. So basically, this poor gentleman got not only tricked out of immortality or out of the true sense of immortality... Um, basically he will be uh, eternally dead. Um, but not only that, but now they're using, they use King Atrix, the ancients have used him in, in their, like, basically, their first attempt to come back into Vera and to corrupt life as we know it, or all of the beings inside of Vera, which would be, of course, the the now uh, races uh, that inhabit it, which would be the elves, the orcs, the humans, and the dwarves.
1: So, yeah so this this may be this may be a silly question I don't know but uh, but I didn't hear this yet so maybe you know so since King Vera or since excuse, King Vera since King atrax was was uh, he was hiding his artifacts um in in fallows hold right in one of the dungeons is that right yeah so as he was gain- gaining a greater understanding of the essence and the source of life he was gathering up all these artifacts and hiding them in in, in fallows hold right yeah
0: so Fallow's hold is is uh, one of the dungeons that we'll be able to experience in-game. And this is an important thing, uh, uh, Bordy, so I'm glad you brought this up. Mainly because this will be one of the things, the places in Vera that we'll actually be able to go and, and spend time in. And so Fallow's Hold is basically one of King Atrex's um, vaults that he had made by the dwarves uh, to hold all these artifacts that he was acquiring during his search of the Knowledge of the Essence. So yeah, so the, it'll be cool kind of because, uh, you know, and I don't want to go too much into this, but he acquired four of, uh, main artifacts that that should play a part uh, in the dungeon, I would think, uh, you know, as we kind of get to go through that and play through that experience. But it'll be interesting to see what we unlock or what we have to encounter inside of this vault, knowing that some of the artifacts in here did play a part of him, uh, you know, finding access to the void, Bordy. And and they haven't mentioned anything about the void being a playable, like, zone or anything like that in the game yet, I don't think.
1: Expansion.
0: Yeah. Expansion, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe in the future we might see some ventures into the void, or maybe even inside of the dungeon we might get an opportunity to step into the void and kind of, or, or fight some ancients at that point. So it'll be cool, dude, to see where they take that. But um, overall, I... You know, it's cool to see them not only introduce uh, new characters through like D and D experiences, because I think that was pretty epic uh, for them to, you know, way for them to kind of leak some lore or to to show some lore to the to the community. But also, dude, uh, you know, this whole uh, world that they're building, even from the jump, we haven't even had an alpha client up yet, is pretty intriguing, man. Um, n- no gameplay at all, and I'm pretty, you know, at this point interested in what they have to tell story-wise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned four main artifacts, right? So if there's four main artifacts, do you think we'll have one dungeon for each artifact? Could that potentially be four separate dungeons that we're going into? Now, again, these may be silly questions. I'm no lore expert, right? Like, as Red said in the beginning, we just started diving into this stuff. So so I'm asking these, and I'm sure there's listeners out there that are going to know the answer to these questions. So, so And they may have already said it, or maybe not. Maybe it is purely speculation. But does that mean four artifacts, four dungeons, and then at some point we're going to fight King Atrax? In one of these dungeons or raid?
0: I mean, that that would be pretty cool. Um, You know, it's interesting because technically this guy has also gained some form of immortality. Now, we know that basically, you know, we left or that all of our races left Vera because, you know, of the apocalypse. Uh, But it doesn't say that King Atrax particularly... left or doesn't exist anymore. So you're right. When We could eventually encounter uh King Atrix and maybe it, he is uh I guess could be the boss of of this uh uh Fallow's Hold uh dungeon as well. So that would that would be cool to see that and and see how that works out, man. And and again, I think adding stories like this to uh, boss fights and dungeons—it only uh, increases the player experience, you know, because then you have a reason why this guy you're fighting this guy and why you want to beat this guy uh, is because you know he's partly responsible for the ancients' influence inside of um, uh, Vera.
1: Yeah, which is pretty cool. So you also mentioned it during this whole during this whole uh, scenario something about the corruption. So does that mean is this the same? So corruption is that the same as like PVP corruption? Are we talking about the same thing there?
0: So basic, I mean, so that I think the idea behind corruption in the PVP setting is, uh, partly because now as you become, you know, you're, you're committing evil acts by killing players that are, you know, unflagged or like you're killing them in unfair situations. And through those evil acts, you're starting to become, you know, I guess an influence for the Ancients and an opportunity for them to travel into Vera or to gain their influence or increase their influence inside of Vera. So it'll be interesting, Bordy too, to see how do they institute corruption uh, from that standpoint. One of the things I thought about, Bordy, that I thought would be really cool is what if as people become more corrupted within the corruption system, they become like more... Uh, like their appearance starts to change and they start to look more like an ancient and they maybe start to get a little bit more power and ability to kill other people. And then it takes like a, you know, a group of player characters to kill that one person, maybe like a, uh PVP raid boss, so to say, as they get more, you know, they start to do more and more uh, PKing. What if they become more and more distorted and, and they, you know, then becomes like this threat on the map that everybody can kind of see and and knows that it's time to go and take care of. That'd be super cool, man
1: that'd be pretty fun I think that'd be pretty dope but what about what about also like we all know that, that Ashes of Creation is an incredibly dynamic MMO so what if they had some dynamic event if so many people uh, were corrupted I- I- if this ties into the lore well you just said it did so if there's so many people that are corrupted on one server that it triggers an event where the ancients do c- kind of start creeping out uh, no, and start sick, corrupting dude. corrupting the, the world or corrupting a specific node or something like that uh, I- if too many people in in vera on that one server were were corrupted enough that'd be kind of crazy that
0: would be super sick anything that again me and you are pvp guys so any you know we don't we're not used to getting the red carpet rolled out for us in mmos you know what i mean having unique experiences like this that in pvp that could cause like world events or like cause problems on the map that that need to be dealt with i think would be super dope i mean you know um they have mentioned, obviously, within the caravan system and everything like that, PvP is going to be a big part of the game and, and the control of uh, nodes and, you know, w- node war and and having only having, like, you know, a certain number of metropolises on the map at a time, that causing conflict. You would think that, you know, they just c- will continue to work ways uh, for PvP to be uh, interesting or more viable in the game. And this could be one of them, dude. The corruption system and, and what we know about the ancients so far... Uh, and and how they bring in harbingers to try to bring them, you know, bring themselves back into Vera to kind of take over or at least cause discourse or chaos. It could be really cool uh, to see, you know, that played out uh, in a player influence way.
1: Yeah, that'd be really awesome, man. I'm a big fan of the corruption system in this game in general, but I've never really tied it into the lore or knew like the lore behind it. So it's kind of interesting to know that it does kind of tie into lore somehow. And and if it could trigger some sort of world event, dude, I'd be in. I'd be all in, man. That'd yeah, be it'd so be, freaking it'd be cool. Extremely,
0: extremely cool. And uh yeah, like we said, guys, uh we're not lore experts, but we like covering this stuff. So if you guys like it too. Uh, definitely, let us know in the comments on the YouTube channel, or, or you can you can come into the Discord, the the Studio Loot Discord, and let us know. And we don't have to do it on the podcast; we can do it. In, we've been talking about lore videos for our YouTube channel for quite some time, so we we might even do some lore dedicated videos over there as well. Uh, we're we're definitely invested in Ashes of Creation as a game. Uh, so if you guys want to see more stuff like this, let us know, and and we'll do our best to educate ourselves and and to continue to. Uh let you guys uh you know tell us what you want to hear about.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun. So before we move on, I let me just try to recap this thing very quickly and kind of a kind of a few sentence recap for the King Atrax uh overall lore, right? Let me see if I get this right, Red. So King Atrax, he was the last ruler of the Toran Empire, right? And he was obsessed with finding immortality. So he went out and tried to find immortality by gaining an understanding of the essence. Right? Am I on there right so far? Yeah. So so once he started gaining an understanding of the essence, he started gathering a whole lot of artifacts to to reach that goal and gaining this understanding of the essence to find immortality. Well, along with doing all of that, he met some of the ancients which were trying to teach him how to gain immortality. And instead of teaching him how to gain immortality, they turned him into a lich.
0: So basically, so I think his initial... I think his initial journey set out to be just more knowledgeable uh, on the essence and, and why life was there. And as he started to manipulate that knowledge, uh, he found a way into the void. So yes, basically that what you're saying is correct. But I don't think his initial, to my understanding, his initial uh, journey was not uh, immortality from the jump. But it soon became immortality as he learned more and more about uh, the essence and that it was possible to gain that.
1: Oh, so King Atrax was probably some good guy, and then he started learning about this stuff, and it just twisted You up. Know, he just got caught up in it. Yes, man. yes. He, he just got caught up in it, dude. He got caught up in the power struggle, dude. He wanted to be immortal, man. Exactly. No, dude. Twisted so, his mind up, man. Because it good does mention combat. he was a...
0: Yes. he It did mention he was a powerful, advanced wizard. Uh, so, you know, obviously... Uh, <laughs> Being the most powerful man and also a very powerful, like, wizard, uh, you know, we know the history of the world and how corruption kind of finds its way into the hearts of powerful people. So, yeah, it just seems like that classic story of of a guy who kept seeking power. Nothing was enough for him. And that's what ended up being his demise, because guess what? He got what he asked for, but not in the form in which he asked it, uh, because, uh, you know, the dude is undead now. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: I hope we do somehow see him in Vera, right? Oh, like, we're definitely really going to see him, him dude. I, I don't think nah. there's
0: a doubt in it in my mind right now. He's got to be the boss or one of the bosses within the, uh, you know, he could be a side boss dude. And then at the end of the boss, uh, it, or at the end of the dungeon, do a uh, follow's hold. We could see like an ancient man or some sort of, Ooh. or maybe do it even one of the others
1: or one of the 10. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I think that, uh, with them releasing lore like this in that, in that, uh, in that charity event, I mean, it, they're still giving us little tidbits of lore here and there. How deep do you think this lore is going to continue to go, man? Do you think there's just a, a vast array of lore that's just sitting out there for them waiting to, to drop on us?
0: Yes, here's why I think that. I think I think story is going to be one of the selling points of Ashes of Creation because I think the origins of the idea of the game came from Steven and and again, a lot of these developers, a lot of the main developers were in a group playing board games together. Uh <laughs> you know, and that's why they they thought or conceived the idea of Ashes of Creation. I guess you know it originated from Steven Steven has all these ideas in his mind so i could i could see him definitely having more lore that no one knows about thus far and i'm sure they want to keep a lot of this stuff um secret until the actual game comes out so um but yeah i do think and and i'm not usually like lore is not the main reason i play a game it's always like i enjoy a game so then i become interested in the lore um but I, lore can be a very powerful impactful thing for for players man a lot of people are very uh invested in a game story and and why they're doing what they're doing and and why am i killing this person or why am i you know um going into this dungeon i think that really does uh help um keep your player base invested in your game
1: Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, for sure it does. I think that's been proven time and time again. And I think that, that it can't do anything but enhance the experience of an MMO. Even those that aren't interested in the lore and they just want to play the game for the game, they can do that. But then those that really want a story, like there's, a, it's a win-win. There is no negative. There's no right, downside right. of having a good story in an MMO.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I do believe, again, that, that I think Steven's heavily invested in the the story of Ashes of Creation, I think a lot of the developers are too. So I do think, or I do anticipate the lore of, of the backstory of this game being one of the big selling points of Ashes of Creation for players, so. All right, dude. Well, that about does it for our discussion. Uh Again, guys, let us know if you enjoyed it, if we suck, if we don't know enough about the lore and, and you hate us now. uh Just, you know, comment. Let us let us know, boys, and and we're very open to covering more of this stuff on the YouTube channel as well. So if you want to see videos about the lore of, of Ash of Creation, let us know. Uh Bordy, why don't you? We got the Guild of the Week, and again, guys, go if you're interested in promoting your guild on the podcast or having your uh, guild promoted on the podcast, go to ashesfans.com, sign up for an account, and and, and post your guild information there and we will uh help promote and get more members into your discord and into your uh guild by uh featuring them on the podcast so borty why don't you go and and tell us who the guild of the week is this week
1: Absolutely, man. So I'm gonna take a stab at this. These people might get mad at me for pronouncing this wrong, but I'm I'm gonna go for it, man. The Karcharadons, I think, is the way you pronounce this guild name. So they're in an NA guild, they're focused on PVX, size 26 to 50. They are currently recruiting. They're a guild that strives for sea dominance. We have another seafaring guild here. I think mm. we did one of these uh kind of earlier, yeah, uh, a few weeks back. But these are always interesting, man. I, I the, the thought of being a pirate, Nashes of Creation, always intrigues me. So so they are a seafaring guild. This is the Main focus of the guild will be offering protection to caravans and raiding them, preferably at sea. Ooh, yeah, pirates, dude. That's what I'm talking mm, about. Yeah, dude. We're going to have heavy uh, shark imagery as for uh, <laughs> the name. So apparently, the name is something like an actual actual shark type of uh name and i just i guess i'm dumb and i've never seen that before i don't know probably uh, i mean i've seen megalodon you know i, I don't know what this one <laughs> is mo-
0: uh, is that that uh, movie with uh what's his name yeah it's a movie uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't know who's in the it but it's, it's a
1: movie but yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah straight them. so it's not yeah. so, dude yeah, yeah. So, uh, dude it sounds like <laughs>
0: so the the guild we mentioned earlier and this is an eu guild, is Seafarers of Era. They were featured on a, on a later episode, yep. it. so it'll be uh-huh. interesting because these are two pirate guilds, dude. It, it, it'll be cool to see these pirate guilds kind of go at it on the open seas. It, you know, uh, having it seems like a lot of people are interested in the naval combat of this game, so it'll be cool to see what kind of turns yes. out of that.
1: Yes, I can't wait for that side of the game either. That's going to open it up a lot. I'm really excited about that. But it also says the guild will be a PVX uh, guild as the game is designed around both PVP and PVE. So they're going to participate in both. And they say RP will be more than welcome, but it is not mandatory. So if you're looking for an RP guild too, sounds like kind of a chill uh, RP guild that you could be a part of. There you go, man. The Karcharadons. And I will I will obviously link all of that information down below. They have a Discord uh, in there and they have a Discord name that you can message. And uh, I'll make sure i link that uh, everywhere that this podcast can be, can be listened to or, or watched.
0: All right. Well, again, thank you to the uh, carteragon uh, whatever the... Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. But we appreciate you guys creating your account on... Um, uh ashes fans and uh again over at ashes to go podcast um if you guys want your guild to be on the podcast uh go over there and create an account because we'd love to um you know again help you guys out as part of the community so thank you for that uh all right guys well that about does it for another episode of ashes to go bordy uh why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet
1: Yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter. It is at uh, the BDLG. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BDLG. And then now the YouTube is now combined under the Studio Loot YouTube channel. I'm sure we've mentioned a whole lot of times. So there's no content going up on my personal YouTube channel for now. Probably will be that way for a long, a long time while we focus on the Studio Loot YouTube channel. So go throw that a sub. And uh, and then, of course, uh, we'll be creating content on ashesfans.com.
0: All right, and I am Redbird with a Y. You can find me over Twitch under that name. Uh, guys, don't forget to follow the Twitter account of Studio Loot. It basically is where we uh, put out all of our information if new content is live um, over there, so go check that out. Uh, follow, please. And then also, uh, go sub to our YouTube channel. We're going to be having more Ashes of Creation content over there as well. So if you're interested in, in uh, that, go check that out um, too. All right, guys. Well, that about does it. Again, we're grateful to have you guys uh, as an audience. Thank you guys for continuing to listen to us as we talk about Ashley Creation and we lead up to the uh, Alpha where we're going to have concrete uh, coverage of all that gameplay and all the new release uh, information over there. So stick tuned for, or stick tight. Hang, what am I saying? Uh, just keep listening, hey, please.
1: Hang tight, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, we, there go.
0: we go. There we go. All right, guys. <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 uh, very grateful to have you guys uh, as as an audience. So thank you, and yeah, that about does it. We will see you on another episode of Ashes to Go.